All right, folks. Hey, it is it is election day eve. How's everybody doing today? Woo! Very good. Good. All right, all right. Love to hear you guys. Right before I mute you. Hold on one second. <laughs> I just so you know, I really hate doing that. I just have to do it because this is a podcast and it goes on the podcast. And if somebody's like, you know, you always have somebody who breathes, you know, like this, and it shows up on the recording and you can't have that. So (laughs) I have to mute you guys. But okay, Michelle Bugiano, I know you're on here. Hit star six so we can hear you. Star six, let me know when you've done that. I'm here. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. And once again, if anybody has a question, all you have to do is hit star six, and we can hear you, but then make sure you remute your phone. And listen to all these people coming on today for you, Michelle. Wow, you're like famous. Oh, yeah, so famous. From the Scottsdale office, okay, uh, once a top producer, now gone top manager, okay, from the Scottsdale office, Michelle Bugiano. Woo-hoo. Ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're clapping. You just can't hear them because I've muted them, Michelle. Oh, okay. Thanks, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, since you're from AZ and we have people from Nevada and California on here, take a minute, tell them who you are, all that good stuff, please. Okay. So um, I'm the branch manager for our Scottsdale Kierland office, and um, I began selling real estate in 1995, and I've always sold here in the Valley. Nice. All right, and you were, um, and you've worked at other places before here. You've been with um, us for how long now? I joined uh, Berks- Berkshire Hathaway in December of 2017, and I came over as an agent. I did not come over as a manager. Right, you came over, and I remember that. You used to come to my training, which was great. Yep, 22 years in, and I learned things from Rick's training. Believe that. See that? Exactly. Yeah. All right, good stuff. All right, so and now I know as an office, you guys have had some pretty incredible months, haven't you, the last few months? Tell us about that. Yeah, I have to say that we've been um, we've been really um, moving forward, um, leveraging our business even during this pandemic. Um, mm. I'm waiting for the final count here this morning. Um, during the month of um, October, I brought out a spectacular listing contest um, <laughs> so that we could um, – continue to get listings and keep our pipeline and drive the fourth quarter home and then also be doing the steps to have our pipeline ready to go in January. So as of Friday, um, when I left, we had four, we had taken 41 listings in October and um, wow. I knew of a few, and I'm only counting them if they get them into sky slope. So I have a feeling more were entered into sky slope on Saturday, the 31st. So I'll have my final count um, later today. All right. Yeah, and it just seems crazy how inventory is uh, getting tighter and tighter and tighter. We have a pandemic, uh, yet the business seems to be – and once again, folks, you know, I think Arizona. Arizona has, you know, been the easiest to operate. You, 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 it, with the exception of a couple of weeks, you've been able to have open houses and go door knocking, and I think that's helpful. But isn't it, it's kind of crazy that how busy it is with uh, – and, and I know that that office has had some record months this year right yeah we really we really have and it's uh it's been it's been kind of you know it's been kind of neat to see how it's changed but i will say that our office um adapted um very quickly 
um, and we kept our um, kept our calls going, our networking, and everything, even during the pandemic. And um, you know, other than that first few weeks where we were settling into how to do it, um, I commend my agents. They brought out virtual listing presentations. Um, they revamped how they were doing things. They, you know, kind of went back to some of the basics. Got back on the phones, um, reaching out to their sphere, a lot of just checking in on, on their sphere and past clients, see how things were going. And um, several of them, you know, did Popeyes and left uh, little things by people's doors just so they know they were thinking of them. Some of my agents for, you know, their elderly clients were out um, getting stuff for them and delivering it to their door. So they really stepped up um, and kept in touch. And I think that's what has helped us have these stellar months. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember doing Facebook Live when Mark and I were doing them together. That's one of the first things we started talking about. Call everybody, check it in. We're even calling it reverse prospecting at that point. I think you guys have done a great job of that. And let's face it, it is a relationship business, is it not? It, very much so. Very much so a relationship business. And, um, you know, the the voice-to-voice and face-to-face is always going to, you know, make the referrals and the business come back to you sooner. Right. Right, and it's like the uh, you know, what, I like what Dan Mum said too. He called it golden, uh, what do you call it? The golden rule of prospecting, where you call, check in, make sure everybody's all right. And let's face it, with our fiduciary responsibility, that's kind of the most important thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, it totally is. And um, I know when I was when I was in sales, one of the things I did, I would just as I was driving around different subdivisions, out showing or prospecting or whatever. I would think of clients that lived in that area and I would just pick up the phone, you know, just call them from the car and say, oh, hey, just drove by your house, made me think of you, how are you doing, those kind of things. And I would always get calls back with, oh, that's so nice of you that you thought of us and called us. So it just keeps you top of mind. Yeah, it really does. And when you and when you do that, you don't even have to bring up real estate because they will. And even if you don't and it doesn't come up, you know, you're still doing the right thing and it's still, people are going to use you. If you have a relationship with them, that's why I always tell them, look it, you know, your sphere of influence, if your first thought is, well, they know who I am, they'll call me, I don't want to be a pain, I don't want to beg for a bit, I'm like, that is such, you're a salesperson, be proud of it, talk to people, check in, say hello, I could give you example after example, even of some of our top producers that have uh, implemented that, and it's really skyrocketed, skyrocketed their business, because it's, let's face it, it's the right thing to do, too. Now, Michelle, we have, well, it's exciting to me. I hope it is to you guys, too, that next week I'm actually going to be at your uh, office meeting. It's going to be a blast for the first time since February. I'll, no, I shouldn't say that. I went to one thing a couple weeks ago, your luxury tour with Shirley from your North Scottsdale office, you know, the uh, Shirley and Phil. That was great. And they had it filled, which was half. Normally there's 100 people there. They sold out to 50. And they actually had people outside. My little talk was on speakers, too. It was great. What a beautiful golf course, too, over there. But it's yeah, going to be fun. We're going to be, I'm going to be in Arizona next week, and one of the things I'm doing is your office meeting. So we should have some fun doing that, too. It's great to get out there, too. I love this. Um, I'm sick of uh, being, <laughs> you know, uh, buttoned up, so to speak, right? Right. Yeah, no, so I, I, it'll be nice to have you on our office meeting. And I was trying to remember, I was like, I knew when you were in town, and unfortunately I couldn't make that tour, but – I was trying to think when was the last time Rick was in town. <laughs> so, um, it, yeah, it'll it be nice late. to have an interactive office meeting with you. Yeah, because it was late February because then we all went to or pretty much everybody went to the um, national convention. And thank God it was when it was because if it was two weeks later, maybe even a week later, it wouldn't have happened. And then, then COVID really took off 
And, uh, you know, um, but we, we got our national convention into Nashville, and so thank God we did. Right, because I think it was like five days after we were home, we went into shutdown. Absolutely. Kids home from school, stay at home, all that good stuff. Cool. All right, so let's talk about that. So you guys are having an incredible year, um, you know, transactionally, uh, pending-wise. I mean, I think July was one of the best months ever in your at that Scottsdale office, wasn't it, for closing? Um, yeah, our August, I think our August maybe topped August, July. sorry. August, it was August. Okay, so yeah, I think it was one of the best months ever for that office. That's incredible. So tell me some of the things, um, I know we know one of them, which is they stay in touch with their sphere, but give us a couple of things that you see agents doing and don't be afraid to sprinkle in that new wonderful tool we have, the VAC 2.0, because I see a lot of people using that too. Well, actually, that's was going to be one of the first things I, I said. Um, I do have a lot of agents that have adapted to it, and they have really they really like the uh, neighborhood report because it's mm. um, more fine-tuned to areas that they work in, especially um, some of my agents that um, have fairly well-established geographic farms. So I found several, um, many of the agents using that tool, and I've had several that have used that tool. And what is when their clients have received it, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea my house was now worth nine hundred thousand dollars." And if I could really get that right now, it would be a great time for me to move up. Um, because again, our interest rates have stayed so well. So the two married together, it's a great time to move up. Yeah. With the increase, cool. increase yeah. in prices and the low interest rates, so. Um, so I have a lot of agents using the uh, neighborhood report with the VAC. Um, a lot of them are um, using that, and they're they're setting up that they've revamped their their drip campaigns because there's so many more options. Um, so they're they're working on importing on their contacts and have their drip campaigns going again. So um, we've been doing many workshops within the office where um, the agents can bring their laptop in, and we'll pick a topic. And I usually get anywhere from six to ten people in person that will come in with their laptops, and then we'll just work on sending out the neighborhood report, or we'll work on importing their contacts. Or um, one week, because some of the classes go a little bit faster, they worked on um, – tweaking their websites and they they like being with peers because then they're on like level and they can stop and somebody can help someone else so um i've got two more workshops on the calendar for this month as well so that we just keep learning and using these great tools that the company brings out for us yeah yeah i love that uh, neighborhood report too it's super hyper local that's the new catch words hyper local um right. because you know it gives you know, and people like to see what's going on in their neighborhood. It's a great way to stay in touch with them, too. And uh, I also love the um, the newsletters. I think the newsletters are really good. Right. And then um, with this, uh, with the listing contest that went on through the month of October, um, anyone that took a listing, we were um, – we were putting the listing kit on that listing for them so that they learned about how to leverage up with that listing kit and all the different platforms that that listing kit can help them um, branch out their listing now. In reality, some of them didn't need the listing kit because they sold so quickly, but then we're going to flip that and do it to the Just Sale program, and Maria has been helping me with that so they learn about um, you know, because you take a listing, you always want to try to get another piece of business out of that listing so it brings you two pieces of business. Right. Right, and, and the great thing about uh, Arizona is, and, and Nevada, you can. California's not quite there yet, but you can go out, you can knock, you can let people know what you're doing in the neighborhood, which I think is incredibly good. And like you said, you know, I mean, it's, um, it's one of those things that, that personal touch, 
I think is huge, especially in a time when there hasn't been a lot of that. So I think that's also good as well. I mean, you know, you can print it out, you can bring it, you can get email addresses, you can send it. There's so many different ways you can do it, right? Yeah, and like you said, we were we're a little bit more fortunate here in Arizona. We um, I think we opened up a little bit sooner or have more relaxed things. So, and because of our weather, now that it's fall, I still have had agents doing their um, their kind of fall events, and they've been holding them like outside in a park. And one agent, where last year she had the kids come to the park and decorate the pumpkins and everything like this this year they kind of got a pick up a kit to pick up and decorate the pumpkins and then post it on to their social media so still that common touch though of being face to face and a mask of course but being face to face right and a mask gotta wear a mask yep gotta keep it simple and uh be safe all that good stuff all right cool anything else from the uh, vac 2.0 you want to give an honorable mention to i mean it's just so much stuff in there I think the Ready Promo is a great tool to to really learn and utilize ah. it. I think Tell them about that, the, please, so they understand. Well, it's just it's you can go in and you can create flyers, you can create, um, post it easily to social media. It just it helps it get it out and running and just noticed. I think a lot sooner. Right, and all they really need to know is the property. You know, like I always jokingly right. say, you know, your current picture information and the property, and it'll create the flyers, flyers, handouts, everything, okay, quickly. Right. I mean, within, you get that property address loaded in there, and you're ready to print things up in a nanosecond. So it's a, it's a great thing to get ready to even, you know, here, because we're still able to do open houses, so you can just be ready and out the door very quickly. Okay, good. Good, good, good. And it seems like from an office standpoint, we have a lot of people using it, uh, the, the VAC before that was good, but this one is like on steroids compared to the last one. And it seems like we're getting a higher percentage of people using it, which is great for everybody because uh, the more that name gets out there, the better off. Yeah, and even, you know, even for me from a management side, when I when I show people the neighborhood report or the ready promo or something in a, you know, in a recruiting interview type of situation, they're pretty much blown away. That, yeah. you know, how it's right there on one dashboard and they can maneuver around quickly. So um, for many reasons, I, I just think it's, it gives us a step up from other companies, but mostly for our agents to, you know, really leverage and continue to grow their business in an easy, very professional manner. Absolutely. And, and, and we're even using it um, as managers for recruiting, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's it's so, pretty powerful to be able to send a recruit a neighborhood report on one of their listings, and they're like, well, how do I get that? Well, you come here. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. you, you can't you where you are, but you can here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, it's true. And then you can, um, you know, all the different things that it does, you can show them over time. Like, where where do you live? Great. Here's what If you were one of my clients, this is what you'd be getting from me. What do you think? And they can't copy it because you know, it's all stuff for with our, uh, obviously, um, branding and so forth. So good. All right, good. So um, anything else you want to mention about that? I mean, that's good stuff. We can move on if, you, if, if you're uh, – unless there's something else you can think good. of. Okay, good. good. All right, so we talked about um, what agents are doing in your office. Anything else of agents in your office you'd like to mention as far as what they're doing in a time like this? Um, I actually um, – I do actually have agents out there, again, door knocking, um, in fact, we'll be doing a door knocking event in November here in the office where um, 
I have one agent that's really stellar at it, and so she's always very generous with her time. That's the great thing about my office is we're very much about sharing and helping everybody grow. So she'll be um, doing her uh, door knocking workshop, and then she'll take a small group out um, because now is the time with our weather. Our weather is so nice, and as you know, many of our Winter visitors will start returning, and they'll be here in seasonal rental rentals and um, their second homes. And a lot of times that means they have friends that also want to be here. So it's a great way to get out and meet people. Absolutely. Good. Good, good, good. All right, cool. All right, so let me, let me ask you this. So this is one of my favorite questions to ask, as, as you probably have heard in the past. So put your sales hat back on now. You're okay. an agent in our company. Okay, because most of the people on this call today are either in California, Nevada, or Arizona, or will listen to it. All right, so you're an agent, and, uh, you know, either whether you're new or just an agent wanting to take it to the next level, based on what you know today with your 25 years experience, what would be the three most important things you would tell them to focus on? I would definitely um, tell them to, to, to focus on getting their uh, CRM, their database set up, and their drip campaign set up, because that's just – that's just a great way to have your, uh, you know, have your name and stuff going out in the background. I would, I, um, I was a big, um, I was a big geographic farmer. Um, that was pretty much a big part of my business, um, and not everybody will want to do that. But for those that are geographic farming, I'm already meeting with agents in in my office, and we're setting out their marketing for the whole next year. I gotcha. Um, so, um, you know, so wait a minute, I, I let's, let's go back to the first one for a second. Okay. So, okay. um, your CRM, like, okay. So you, how would you, your sphere and so forth, even may, maybe your farm, how would you, um, set that up, be specific so they can hear how, how you would do it. Okay. So, well, I, I have, I always had several categories within my CRM and I, I still do to this day because I have my recruit CRM. I have the CRM. So, um, I would have my, you know, I would have my um, my geographic farm in one, and then if I was a geographic farmer, then I would have my CRM split out to past clients in Sphere, kind of my top A people that I've done business with continue to call and give me business, because I would have them set on set up on, um, I would have it calendar um, for them besides the just the the newsletter and the normal drip thing. Um, I would have also like my birthdays and anniversaries set up so that that automatically goes out like an anniversary on the house and um, their birthdays, their kids' birthdays, those kind of things. And then um, I would calendar when it was time to call people because you want to, you really want to touch base at least four times a year with those kind of people. But I, I probably did it every other month okay. just because for me it was very, it was very easy for me to just pick up the phone when I was out and about in different areas because a lot of my work happened in a fairly condensed area. And I was like, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so lives in here. I'll call them as I'm driving around this area today. So I would have it set up that way. So I'd have birthdays. I'd have anniversaries. I'd have I'd have different people calendared. I always kind of kept my A, B, C list. So my A's were my top. And then my B's were people that I was, like, in contact with doing more contact with getting them used to giving me referrals so that I was top right. of mind. And then um, the, the C people were maybe people that I had done business with in the past, but they hadn't given me referrals, but they were still on a touch basis so that I was still top of mind when referrals were being talked about. Okay. 
Good. All right, good. Now, okay, so that's what, okay, I love it. Perfect. Great way to do it. And then, you know, most of these people, once you set them up once in the, in the uh, VAC 2.0, you're done. You just have to, it, it does its thing. And, you know, uh, you just, then you just have to worry about the phone. So it does take a little time to set them up. But once they're set up, you know, the, the biggest complaint in real estate is there's no residual income. I love when people tell me that. Like in insurance sales, well, if you don't do it right, you're right. But if you do it right, there is all kinds of residual income in this business. So good stuff. Now, would you do the same with your farm? Set them up pretty much the same way. Um, I would. Um, sometimes I had a fairly large geographic farm, so, um, so my um like mailing campaign always had a a call to action on it. So I I had a very templated format. Um, so the front of my postcard was the same shot it was a mountain that all these different subdivisions saw in their view and then the back would change was always the same little write up to me on the one side and then the back would change with whatever I wanted to what I just listed what I just sold what I wanted to update them with and then I'd always have a call to action because that's how I was able to get when you started off as a mailing campaign that's how I was able to get e accurate I should say accurate email and cell phones so that that could go into the drip campaign and then they could be added in that way as well. Okay, good. So All like right, a cool. call to action would be, you know, call me for the, um, cause I never did do the stats on my postcard. So it would be, you know, call me for the most recent sales in your specific development or call me for the five steps to get your home ready or call, you know, so there was always different things like that are registered and they would i would get a lot of people to go on in my website and register that way okay good i love it good stuff all right so that is i think that is that is that one of your three or is that is it is it the crm and the farm or are those together no i i had the farm separate than my okay. than my sphere so then sometimes I know when I'm meeting with agents, sometimes there's confused because we say who's in your database or who's in your sphere, and they they kind of kind of have the two merged together. But I think they're very different. Your your mm -hmm. sphere is really people that know you, would do business with you, have done business with you, would refer you business, and have done business with you in the past. So I always sometimes obviously they moved between categories. So yeah. they maybe started out in the geographic farm, but then I sold their home and sold them another home, and then they moved into the other category because right. they had done business with me and I had developed that personal relationship with them. Yeah, I agree. All the other lead sources are really just sources to build your sphere because if you're doing it right, that's what's going to happen. Right. So I always kept two very diverse things. All right. All right, cool. So that's a, that's an awesome. Okay, what's next on your list of uh, things that you would definitely do right away to uh, increase your business or get out of the gate hot? Um, well, I you know if you're if you're new to the area and you you know like I have many agents that right now have started and they're new to the area, I think the best thing to do is is to get out there and uh, learn areas, sit open houses, so you get face to face, door knock, invite people to those open houses really research um, the area where you're going to be sitting that open house. Um, I really sit down with a lot of those agents and really teach them the, the RE Mobility app because if you, know, if you know the area you're sitting in, you can have um, very valid conversations with people and they'll, they'll go, wow, they know their stuff and they'll have that confidence in wanting to work with you sooner than just greeting them at a door with nothing to really bring to the table. 
Right. Okay. So a lot of them like to use the app because they can, you know, do the electronic sign-in, share the app with them, and then they know the different properties that they're looking at, and then they can use that as a follow-up conversation after that open house. Hey, I noticed that you started looking over at houses on Elm Street. I met you on Oak Street kind of thing, and it just is another way to have a conversation without feeling, you know, some people are timid about picking up the phone or having those follow-up conversations, but this has they actually have a valid point to talk to them about. So it's kind of the eye opener. Right. Okay. Good. I love it. All right. Cool. All right. Any other in your top three or is that, is that three or is that, uh, I can't figure out if that was two or three. I don't know. Um, well, I would, you know, open houses, door knocking, and then, um, and then really just, um, I've got script practice set up every Monday from nine fifteen to 10, which I'm not in it this morning, obviously, but, you know, is, is practicing those scripts and with your peers and then just, you know, getting over that fear of, of picking up the phone. And a lot of them, with a lot of the newer agents, you know, it's even starting to just call your sphere, let them know that you've embarked on this new um, career and adventure and um, you're excited about it. And just to get in that habit of reaching out and telling people what you're doing, you know, I, the very first manager I had in real estate, and it still sticks with me today, was do not be a secret agent. Right. I love that, too. So, do not you know, be a secret agent. <laughs> you know, people right. don't know what you do if you don't talk about it. That's true. And, and, it, and it's weird for them if you don't talk about it because they think you're too busy and you don't want to be bothered. If you think about this. If you don't bring up what you do to your friends, family, your sphere, why would they ever use you? Right? Exactly. And it makes sense. Even the top producers that get a lot of business from the repeat and referral, that don't ask them. Could you imagine if they started asking what would happen? Incredible. Yeah, and I think that just ties back to making sure that those people in your sphere in that manner that they are getting the phone calls from you because that just yep. reinforces. And it's not – I mean, I never – my phone calls were never really – they know what I do for a living. I don't have to say. I mean, I sold them a house and unless right. I'm calling to tell them I'm now a nurse, which that's never going to happen. But you know what I mean? So it's just <laughs> calling to say, oh, you know – you know, yeah. oh, I just, I remembered your son played soccer. How's soccer season going? Because if you have those personal notes in your CRM and you follow up with those, they just, you are their trusted advisor then, and they think of you for right. their friends. They think of you for themselves. I mean, the fun for me for doing this for so long is I've sold generations of families' homes, and that's just so rewarding to know that I've been in these people's stories for so long of their biggest events yeah. in their lives. Toughest part of this business is getting the ball rolling. Once you do, it's pretty amazing what happens. And a lot of people quit before the miracle happens because it does take a little while. You started a business, you're a business owner, and it takes a little while to get into the groove. But once you do, uh, you know, it's an incredible business. So, all right, Michelle, any final words you want to leave them? We've got two minutes. Any, any final words? You know, I think the other thing, you brought up a valid point just by saying it is a business and we are running our own business. And I think that yeah. people need to step back and remember I'm running a business and I have to invest time, money, and energy into the business. And it's to find creative ways to outsource things that aren't your strengths. Like my strength was, you know, talking and selling and meeting people 
but my strength wasn't setting up the system. So I made sure I hired an assistant that her strength was setting up the systems and running my right. postcard campaign. Because if I would have done it, it would have never gotten out the door timely because I would have been too busy talking to people. Right. That's a good problem to have. And I was the same way. I, I was not, I was always administratively challenged and uh, I'm actually proud of it. And uh, because I just never gave my time the time to learn it because I'd rather be doing the things I'm good at, talking to people, going on appointments, negotiating deals, doing my lead follow-up, you know, that type of thing, which is critically important. The, you know, once again, back to business, what is my highest return on my time? What are my billable hour activities? Uh, and that are, you know, that's doing those things that get paid the most money to do and not submitting a listing, not doing the mail. And, you know, even setting up your own social media. You should have social media, but if you can get someone else to do it, that's even better for you. Right. So I, I firmly agree that you're a business and you've got to figure out where you can, you know, save a percentage of your check and put it back into either someone to help you with your systems if that's not your strength or at least hire a transaction coordinator or have somebody that does um, your marketing for you because right. that frees up your time so that you can be making more sales and not working, right. you know, 12, 14 hours a day and burn out. Right. I got gotcha. you. 100%. Well, Michelle, Michelle Bugiano from the manager of the Scottsdale office, referred to as the Kerland office all the time. Thank you very much for taking out your time today. This has been extremely awesome. You're dynamite. I'll see you next week. And thanks for taking your time okay. out today. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks for having me on, Rick. Everyone have you a great day. Thank you. Bye. Everybody, bye-bye now. Uh, motherfucker.